This is Paul Greenwood, Grunewald Pipes. You are listening to Pipes, Boars, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, good. Thanks to our f- friend, Paul Greenwood, for giving us our intro. Yeah, he, he's uh, from Grunewald Pipes. I actually smoked one of his pipes on here just a couple episodes ago. He's a good dude. And we, you know, we've had a few people call in and leave us those kind of messages and we're going to kind of take them in chronological order. What, what do they, what do they call Nate? Oh, they call the pipeline. The pipeline. Yeah, they did. And that's at 209 Mrs. Pipe. 209 Mrs. Pipe. That's 677-7473. So keep them coming, guys. We appreciate it. Like I said, we have a few. If you do leave us a message with an intro... We'll get to you. We're, we we have quite a few already, so we're just kind of lining them up and we're doing them in the order that we get them, and we love it. We appreciate it so much, so thanks to everybody who's been doing that. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. That's so cool, dude. I know, dude. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I think it's so cool. So thank you, Paul, and everybody else. Like I said, we're going to get to everybody, but uh, I've been very excited about this. Whenever I'm at work and I'm not playing ping pong or sending you memes, I've been looking through my emails, and every time I see one where... Because I get the email to my phone saying like somebody left a um a voicemail. Yeah. And I just just get a little tickle in my heart. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, ooh. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, that's it's freaking cool. So I it's awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for participating in that. Keep them coming. Uh, it's super exciting. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'm i f- I'm feeling the same way. Every time I get one, I have to listen to it and be like, oh, hey, they're actually <laughs> they actually wanted to talk to us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, but how's your week been, man? It's not been too bad. Yeah, it's been, um, I had a, a very particular, specific, and wonderful highlight this week. Yeah? Yeah. Work-related? Um, I took off work. Mm. I did too. Yeah. What a coincidence. And you know what? It was so much fun. It was like an early weekend. It sucked that I had to go back on Friday, though. Yeah, but it made, you know, it it kind of it made Friday kind of feel like a Monday. Mhm. And so then I was like, "Oh, well then, but I, but it was like a Monday and a Friday at the same time." Exactly, cuz I was like, "Oh, man, that's I'm back at work and then I'm like, "Oh, wait, no, tomorrow's Saturday. Like I get to like the the weekend's here." Yeah. So it was a good time. But uh What what did you do on Thursday? Um Well, I got this buddy that lives uh just kind of like outside of French Lick, Indiana. Oh, down, yeah. Down south. And, um, he, he's a pipe maker. Oh, okay. And he had a couple other pipe makers come and visit him. And I just wanted to kind of go show them a thing or two, kind of give them my two cents on how they should be making pipes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, it's weird because I feel like I did the exact same thing. Yeah. I was in your passenger seat the whole time. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we took uh, we took Thursday off because we got the invite uh, to come down to Nate King's place, and he had a couple of buddies of ours there uh, doing some pipe making, and that was Kevin Foster and Stephen Cashwell. Yeah, yeah. So Nate and I taught him a thing or two. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it worked out perfectly just because. This Thursday at my work was like incredibly slow, just kind of happenstance. I was able to get the Thursday off. Um, 
but darn laryngitis. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was awesome. We love Kevin, and this is the first time I've. I mean, I met Stefan. Stefan. I met Stefan um, in Columbus. I believe he had a table right next to Dave at the from the Pipery. Dave Shane. I believe so. In Columbus, and so you know, I said hello to him, gave him a handshake, kind of met him there, but. Here we get to actually hang out with him for a little bit and chit chat and listen to music and smoke a pipe and it was an absolute blast. Got to see those two dudes making pipes. That was a that was one of, like the best part really. Just kind of see because I don't know if if you're a pipe maker and you're listening to this. Nate King has like um a, like a tutelage he does I guess yeah where you can go over to his place and and seeing these guys work on a pipe and then my favorite part was when they would come into a problem and then they would go ask Nate, like, what would you do in this situation? And he's like, this is exactly what I would do. And then they would go do that. You know what I mean? Just getting to see them like learn and grow and be able to ask somebody if I were a pipe maker, that's how I feel like I would gain the most. I would get the most out of that kind of an experience, like that kind of hands-on helping like yeah. I can read books and I can ask questions on forms and that kind of stuff is, is invaluable. Like I wouldn't be able to even start without that kind of stuff if I were wanting to make pipes, but being able to just chit chat with somebody and have like a hands-on experience like that, I think would be phenomenal. And being able to watch those guys was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I felt like I was in the way the entire time. Yeah. I yeah. Just did lots of like moving and shuffling around like, Oh, he's coming this way. Oh, he's going that way. Oh, he's coming this way. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. Then we uh, went and, Took a break and chilled in Nate's lounge slash man cave and had some good talks and listened to some good music. That uh, Thelonious Monk album was, it was, was good. fire. It was good stuff. It was good. Some like ambiance, you know, to sit there and chat with pals and smoke a pipe and have a drink, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. We had a blast. We had an absolute blast. We were down there. Most of the day. Yeah, I mean, it kind of stinks because we be, we did both have to work on Friday. Yeah. So, and it's a three-hour drive. Yeah. So, I mean. We got down there, what, 10, 30, 11, something like that. Right around 11, and we left a little after four. Yeah. So, we were there for about five hours, and we're on the road for about six hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they put up with us that entire time. Yeah. It's crazy how fast the time went, though. It, it did. But, uh. It was it was a, a real highlight. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's kind of like it's been a long time since we had any kind of like it's been a while pipe show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which we've had these pipe get-togethers for the Indiana Pipe Club, and wow. that's helped out a lot. You didn't you didn't take off with that song, man. But I still remember just the way you taste. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> Anyway, uh, next on the list. I'm sorry I asked. That's the next part of the song. That's the next line. I don't think it is. It is. I don't don't know what that song's called or who sings it, but I know that's the next line of the song. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. It's been a while since I first saw you. I don't know that we were singing the same song, dude. Can I see that for a second? And it's been a while, but I can still remember just the way that you taste. Okay, you got it. You got it. I was wrong. Does it make you feel better? 
It does. Yeah. Does it? Good. Yeah. I mean, I thought I actually knew something about music that you didn't know. <laughs> you know a lot about music that I don't know. <laughs> nah, not when it comes to pop, you know, popular music like that. Is that popular? <laughs> Stained? Stained is, that who is like that? Yeah. Yeah. Stained is what? New metal? Uh it's in the same genre as like Creed, Nickelback. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I do know more about, more about it than you do. <laughs> it's like post grunge pop. I don't know. Yeah. It's good music. That's what it's called. <laughs> I would never call it that. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, sir. So we got some uh, cool stuff this week. You got a new doohickey. I got a new doohickey. This is. Yeah. We got some mail in the P.O. box. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your doohickey? Okay. Well, this got brought up in the Discord, the the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club on Discord. In the the general chat, somebody the other day was talking about uh, they just purchased an insert for their Zippo. That's the Thunderbird insert. Mm-hmm. And this one's nice because it has the same function as a Zippo insert where you just have to strike the flint wheel and it burns, but it's butane. Okay. And I told them because somebody was like, just picked one of these up. And I said, let me know how it works for you. Because for me, the butane runs out just as fast or sometimes faster than my Zippo fluid does. So I bought this thing. I used it for like one day. And then the next time I tried to use it, it was empty. And so then I filled it up again. So I guess I used it for two days, but it happened twice. And I thought, why? What is the point of even using this thing if it's going to run as fast as just as fast as Zippo fluid? So I was in. We had a little discussion, and people on the Discord were saying, "Well, you can't fiddle with your lighter because when you open the lid, it starts the butane process of excreting butane." And I was like, "Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I don't remember fiddling with my lid, but also." I, the lighter I was using it in, the lid is kind of loose, and I was afraid maybe it wasn't closing the butane switch all the way. So I put it in a new lighter, and I'm trying it again because these guys made me want to try it again. So this is a butane insert called a Thunderbird, and it works just like a Zippo, except it's butane and not the Zippo lighter fluid. So I'm going to see how it goes. I'm not real confident in it right now because... I've lit this pipe a couple of times so far and like the second time I lit it, when I popped the lid open and I, I struck the wheel, the flame went all the way into the lid and the whole time I was lighting my pipe, the lid was just on fire. So you're going to lose your beard. I, no, I feel like the butane's just leaking out in like in the wrong way. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe this particular insert is messed up. I don't know. Well, I also got a, I got a five pack of Zippo thingamabobs. Oh yeah. What should call it? Um, these were also recommended to me by somebody on the discord, I believe. And this was because I was complaining about how I hate, I have a love hate relationship with Zippos. I love Zippo lighters. I love the pipe insert. Yeah. It's, it's great. I can get past that little, uh, lighter fluid taste at the beginning when I'm lighting. It's fine. But the thing I hate about them is that I have to refill them constantly. Exactly. And so somebody sent me a link for a it was like a uh, five pack of these rubber gaskets that go on the bottom right uh, and it's got a little flap you can flip open to uh fill 
It's got like a little sealed flap you flip open to seal the, um, as you can use to fill um, the lighter, but then flip it back down and seal it. And it also holds a flint in there, an extra flint, which is kind of cool. Very cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes. This was the Yasud five-piece lighter gasket seal anti-evaporation accessories for lighter inserts. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, but Yasud is Y-U-S-U-D. So if you're looking, if you just like look up that word, Y-U-S-U-D and Zippo, you'll probably mm. find them. And it was like seven bucks for five of them. So it seems like a good deal. If it works. Yeah. We'll see. It just replaces the felt in the lighter. So you just got to take your uh, flint spring out, take out the felt and then pop that gasket in and put your spring back in. And I'm interested to see how well that works compared to this, because I might have to buy some of those if I, if that, if that's the case. No, you don't. You can have one. You're such a peach. Just don't lose it. I won't lose it. Okay. You should put that in your bag right now. <laughs> it's in the bag. It's in the bag. It's in the bag. But yeah, that's our. We'll we'll report back in the in the coming weeks. Let you know what we find out, how it worked. I'm curious. I'm interested. I'm looking forward to seeing how well this works. Because I love Zippos. I love the clink clink. I love the having a Zippo in my pocket. I'm like fidget spinners for men. What? I will say, with, ladies. with mine, you can't you can't use it like that. This is for adults. Burn the, the it's a fidget spinner out. for grown-ups. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll report back. Yeah. Mm, I'm enjoying the smoke so far, buddy. Did you smoke any more of the Dunhill from last week? I had one other bowl. Did you? Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. Was it good? Very. Mm-hmm. I should have given you some to take home with you, but we won't get into that and what we're smoking yet. I was just taking a sip and it just tasted wonderful. So I vocalized that we did get a package in the mail this week. And this was from our pal, Don, AKA smoke Baca. And he sent us a care package, sent both of us a very healthy, hearty portion of a blend that we've been wanting to try. It came through. Somebody came through for us, finally. And I can't tell you how much this means to me. It was, it's, it, it's, it was like nostalgia for you right off the bat, wasn't it? Y- you go ahead. I'll, we'll, you go ahead and then well, I'll, I'll get We said that we it. really, really wanted to try some Captain Black grape. Mm-hmm. And we had mentioned it a couple times. And he said, I'll send you some. So he sent us some and he gave us each an individual bag with a very healthy portion in it. Mm-hmm. It says one ounce, but I don't know if he weighs very well because that seems like a lot more than one ounce. It does seem like quite a bit, <laughs> which I'm not but complaining hey, about. No, I'm not complaining about it either. And I'll tell you why, because I've said it on here before, but when I first started smoking a, smoking anything, the first thing I ever smoked in my life were Grape Philly Blunts cigars. Yeah. And when I grab this bag and I smell it, I'm taken back to my 1989 Toyota Corolla, screaming down the streets of Albany, New York, just puffing on a great Philly blunt. Listening to the number one hit music station. Listening to the number one hit music station. That's right. Fly 92.3. You got it, buddy. None other than. (laughs) And I can't, I'm, I know. Taylor Swift on the radio. Maybe. (laughs) 
Miley coming in like a wrecking ball. That's true. Yeah. Miley was there like a wrecking ball. There was a lot of like a call me maybe. From, ah, yeah, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, Justin Bieber's baby was really big right then. Mm. Um, Great smoking music. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Especially uh, if you're smoking a grape Philly blunt. Yeah, exactly. Probably not filled with tobacco. But. Mine was. <laughs> <laughs> I purely smoke tobacco, but that's, it, this is reminiscent. I mean, I'm just shaking. I can't wait to try this. <laughs> I'm It'll so probably excited. Be, let's say episode 101. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. 100%. This is going to be episode 101. We've already got our blends planned for this week through 100. So um, we're going to, this one's going to cut in line. You know, it's 101st episode. So it's kind of like starting over again. Yeah. This be a good blend for us, you know, to kind of like noob it out with some cobs. Oh, we got to do cobs with this dude. 100%. I'm not so <laughs> of a cob. Yeah, absolutely. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but a very nice cop that, I, that I'm going to enjoy. Uh, let me tell you about the smell, dude. I knew exactly what this package was before I ever <laughs> opened it. The smell of this is so potent. I could smell it on the outside of the box. Yeah. I'm sure the postmaster was like, what the heck is inside this box? It smells like bubble yum grape. <laughs> That's what he probably thought it was. Possibly. A bunch of big league chew mail to their house. <laughs> uh, Don sent us a nice letter too, mm. and some gifts for us. He, he sent us these nice uh, paracord uh, pipe stands with check tools attached to them. Love it. Uh, dude, I love it too. He, uh, him and I were chatting back and forth and he was like, I know you're a Lions fan, so, but what's Justin's favorite colors? And I said, Justin loves the Tennessee Volunteers, so. I'm glad you didn't say Vals. I didn't. You started to, probably didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah I almost said it just now too. <laughs> I, I had to say the whole word. Volunteers. The volunteers. Yeah, so I said orange and white, baby. Well, he did send us that, and he sent us a very nice note. He said, pals, I just wanted to say thanks for what you're doing for the pipe community with your podcast. Now that I'm all caught up on past episodes, uh, I look forward to each uh, new one every week. As a thanks, I've made you each a paracord pipe rest and check tool uh, in your team's colors. I hope you like them, and I hope you like the Captain Black Grape Tobacco. Whether you do or not, it should make for an interesting episode. Your pal, Don, a.k.a. Smoke Baca. Thank you, Don. That's incredibly generous of you, and dude, it just blew my mind. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Don. I, can't, I cannot wait to smoke this. I might actually get a bowl in before we do our episode, because there's enough here. There's... There's several bowls here. There's no way I'm waiting three weeks to smoke this. <laughs> I'm def. I might even smoke on the way home. I don't know. We'll see. I'm so excited about it. Like it's it. Whether I like it or not, it's awesome. It's been a good week for you. It's been a good episode for you too. Because I mean, you came in here, you got your surprise beer. I know. That's what. I, I I'm sure I've said on here before. But one of my favorite beers in the world. And one of the few beers I actually really like from Sun King is GFJ, Grapefruit Jungle. Yeah. And uh, when I was getting my stuff ready, Justin said, I filled up the beer fridge in there for you, so there's some stuff in there. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I go to the beer fridge, I open it up, four beautiful GFJ cans just waiting on me. Yep. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that you bought. You just had them here. So I have a lot of beer in my basement. A yeah, you lot have, of beer. You have... A lot, yeah. Um, anytime my company has an outing, 
or a party or anything like that, there's always a bunch of leftover beer. Tons. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm usually one of the people on cleanup crew, and there's only a handful of us that drink beer. And so I, I come home with cases of beer. Usually domestic stuff, but uh, sometimes some craft and, uh, but then I also have stuff that I've purchased and then Nate purchases stuff occasionally and brings it over like this GFJ and he stashed it over here in the corner, in my beer corner. And I was cleaning the basement today and I was organizing the beer corner and I was like, what do you know? A four pack of GFJ. You know, I'm going to have to say though, I'm pretty sure you bought this. And if you go back and listen, I believe the record will show. I had bought a four pack and I put it in your fridge. Uh huh. And you were talking to Sarah and Sarah was like, I really like that beer that's in the fridge down there. And you're like, what beer? And she was like, I think it's GFJ. And you're like, oh, that's really hard to find. And that's Nate's, which I said is fine if she drinks it. That's no problem. I didn't care. Yeah. But I remember you saying that you felt guilty. So you went and bought a four pack because then you just complained nonstop about how much it cost. It it was very expensive. (laughs) But then... You didn't put it in the fridge because like the next couple of weeks I was just waiting for it to be in the fridge and it never went there. So I think this was one that you bought, which is awesome because now Maybe. we get to enjoy it now. Okay. Well, I'll just tell Sarah to drink the rest of it. Yeah. She can have the other two <laughs> the for look sure. Of disappointment on your face <laughs> just now. The look of disappointment when I said that. It was like a broken hearted yeah. toddler. <laughs> you ever told your daughter no and just look of like despair on her face when you've you've told her no i don't think she understands yet no she doesn't understand no yet you never broken her heart by like taking something from her or yeah that's the look you had on your face was like (laughs) oh but i thought that was mine no no obviously she's more than welcome to have two of those (laughs) she won't drink it she's on a diet right now really yeah yeah, she's on a diet with me. Making it a family event, huh? Well, she's not doing the carnivore thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's been a rough week on the carnivore, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've been stalled at a plateau. It's just been... Mm. And then I got some inflammation that came back. Ooh. Yeah. So, yesterday was a rough one. Well, Thursday, Thursday from standing on concrete at Nate King's yeah. was rough. He needed to get some anti-fatigue mats. Yeah, Nate, come on, man. You're going to have people over. You got to get some anti-fatigue mats for us fat people. We get fatigued really easily. Yeah. My plantar fasciitis was flaring up. (laughs) No, we we were both pretty sore coming back. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't joking. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I went into work on Friday and I just kind of like hobbled to work hurting. And then Friday night was rough. Mrs. Codger had a migraine, so she was sleeping in the bedroom. She went to bed at like 7.30 at night. And uh, that poor gal, you know, puke bucket, all that stuff. Migraines are the worst, I hear. Yeah. Uh, so I, I tried to sleep on the couch. Um, and I'm a big fella. The couch doesn't accommodate me very well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, about 2.30 in the morning, I was like, I have barely slept at all. My entire body hurts. And so I hobbled into the bedroom and finally snuggled up next to her. Mm. She was asleep. So 
uh, was finally able to get some rest and feel a little bit better. And then today I worked my butt off down here in the basement, dude. We, uh, been doing, we took a whole, literally we filled our van to the brim floor to ceiling, all the back seats, the trunk space, everything full. The only space that was in there was the driver's seat and the front passenger seat. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is completely full floor to ceiling with stuff for Goodwill. Wow. Yeah. The guys at Goodwill, when I opened up the door, they were like, oh, geez, bring out the bins. And they brought out like these big rolling bins and we were just chucking stuff into it. Holy cow. I got four kids. Brings a lot of clothes and yeah, yeah, hand-me-downs and all that stuff. And Anyway, nobody cares. Purging. Yeah, purging. Get rid of some stuff. Yeah. I went out to today. Uh, we didn't have anything going on really. But um, I decided to go out to the garage. We have a couple of like plastic shelving units out in the garage that had some different bins and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. But I have I've moved, which I've mentioned before, but I moved all of our Christmas decorations into our basement, which is just uh, an insanely large amount of totes. So you are Christmassy people. My wife is, yeah. But she's been wanting me to bring these uh, shelving units in so we can put the stuff in the basement on them. So I was like, okay. So I go to the garage. And I start uh, cleaning off some of the totes. And I have this little area in the back corner where I had spent some time working on, um, you gave me a hobby block, like a pipe hobby block. Mm -hmm. And I had worked on modding some cobs and stuff back there in this corner. And I don't know, I was just cleaning off the totes and I looked over and I saw this hobby block that's been sitting in my garage for a year untouched. And I saw the sander over there and we just came back from Nate King's and I was like, let me just fire this guy up and just let me put these things. I taught these guys into practice. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I hate to just be, you know, talking the talk all the time. Sometimes I got to walk the walk and, and really hone my skills a little bit more. Um, you can't just be a teacher. Right, right. Yeah. Those who can't do teach. So I wanted to prove that I can do also. Um, <laughs> So I fired up the old sander and got busy on that um, that stumble. I got I got got, got it looking. Uh, it's shaped like a pipe, kind of Mo- moderately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could say that the whole shank I had to cut off, and so there's not much of a shank. No, I'm I'm a little bit worried about that for you, dude. You got. Basically, stem going straight into to the bowl. Straight into bowl. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to burn, I think. Well, the problem also is that the stem just falls out all the time. Oh. Yeah, nothing a little super glue won't hurt. And well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe just epoxy the stem in. Yeah, just who needs to remove the stem from a pipe? You don't need to clean that but thing. But then I was also trying to think, like, if there's something I could put to extend it a little bit, like create a shank out of some other material. Mm. But now you're thinking. I don't know what it would be, though. Hmm. I guess I could take like the shank from a corn cob pipe and epoxy that on. <laughs> you could just make an entire epoxy pipe. Ooh, like a resin pipe. I heard it's of. great for your brain cells. Yeah. Well, we'll try that later. Anyway, the point of this is I was out there for like two hours and my wife was like, you said you were going to be 30 minutes with these shelves. And cause she was trying to clean the house and the baby was going nuts. And yeah. So I was like, okay. So I had to go having fun. And uh, take the shelves down in the basement and tend to the daughter. She's at a stage where she uh, 
she just gets upset all the time about like everything. And it's like, it's cause she's a woman. That's honestly, I, I'm sorry. I had to, you've done it three episodes. <laughs> you did it three episodes in a row. I had to throw one in there. That's for Stacy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, but, uh, I know you wanted to say it. I think you were just holding back. She's been doing this thing lately where if she runs into any, like any kind of a situation that involves her not getting her way, she dramatically saunters to a corner and throws herself on the floor. Mm. And I just keep thinking, have you considered beating her? It's just not going to get any better than this. I mean, like, I feel like as she gets older, it's just going to keep getting worse. Have you considered beating her? I think about it. <laughs> I think about it a lot. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not one that's against physical discipline. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I was raised. But um, You turned out great. I mean, look at me. Your beard's phenomenal. Just look at me. They spanked the hair right out of your face. I'll see. Maybe she'll have a beard. Maybe. <laughs> no. She'd probably grow one heck of a beard. But I'm like, you know, this is my first child. And I don't, I'm confused about, I, if I discipline a child in any way, like whether it's, no matter what the kind of discipline is, I'm not sure when they're able to associate the punishment with what's happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I have you tried cigarette burns on the arm. <laughs> well, I have to buy some cigarettes, I guess, but um, I don't know. I just, she does something and I'm like, don't do that. And then she does it again. And I'm like, Hey, don't do that. Mm. But I don't think she understands a lot yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I guess it, I just don't want to start beating her too early. You know what I mean? Maybe start with like burning her toes with the lighter. I still don't know if she'd get it though. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to be afraid of fire or anything. You but. know, there's nothing better in a pipe podcast than talk about child abuse. <laughs> I hope everyone knows we're joking. <laughs> like, I feel like we maintain a pretty steady heel there and we're kidding. Like we're just, there's no abuse in our homes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like last episode you were like, I'm not going to tell you why my kids are so well behaved. And so now people are going to think that we actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I just lock my kids under the stairs in the basement. You got a lock down here. Well, there's a second basement. You don't even know about. Ooh. Mm. Actually, we have our youngest daughter convinced there's a second basement that she's not allowed to go to. Really? Yeah. She asked what this thing under the stairs is over here. And it's mm. blocked off with Christmas decorations, so she can't even get to it. And I was like, oh, that's the stairs to the other basement. And she's like, we have another basement? I was like, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, there's another basement under this one. She's like, really? What do you? What do we keep down there? I was like, well, your oldest sibling is down there. You've never met her. Like a sloth situation <laughs> from the Goonies. <laughs> She seemed a little bit concerned, but she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you should have told us where you keep the pandemonium decorations. Oh, I should have. Yeah, I missed out on that opportunity. I royally missed out on that one. But yeah, as of right now, she's thoroughly convinced that we have a second basement. So we'll see. I don't know how long I can keep that one going. Why is your pipe turned sideways while you're lighting that? I'm pretty sure this is already out of fluid. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure 
Would okay. you like to use my Zippo or this janky lighter that my daughter found in the basement today? Uh, no, I don't. I, I have this weird uh, superstition. I don't use red lighters, but... um, You don't... <laughs> I got to hear about it. Why don't you use red lighters? I would just raise to believe that red lighter bad luck. I, I feel like you're... You, you're yanking my chain right now. No, I'm not. I was just... Ra- <laughs> if you ask any of my brothers what lighter is Why? bad luck, it's red lighters. Why? I don't know. I lit- I have no idea why how it started or why it started that way, but no one in my family will use a red lighter. I don't, I don't know, man. I just assumed someone knew what they were talking about, and I've just never used a red lighter. Because my brother Pete was like, red lighter's bad luck. And I was like, okay, I wrote it down in, in my heart <laughs> so that I'll never use a red lighter. I don't know. Are you worried this is one of those things that your entire family got together and was like, we should tell Nate that red, <laughs> <laughs> that red lighters are bad luck. It's like, this, it's like this joke that they all pull on you and you still believe it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it could be. I don't know. I've never inquired. Like, I've never even asked why i don't know if dave does dave still listen to the show i don't think so oh man dave come on he's busy oh dave well when he was listening to the show he was stuck in the hospital for like a week (laughs) he probably got tired of us while he was in the hospital i feel like it'd be easy to do yeah i mean i get tired of us Mm -hmm. this lighter seems like it's bad luck i mean you do whatever you want with your life but i'm not going to touch that this is an MK lighter. MK Ultra? Mmm. What's MK Ultra? What's MK Ultra? Are you kidding me? Oh man. You have you have so much to learn, little grasshopper. What MK, is MK Ultra was a um it was a CIA operation that happened in the nineteen sixties. Ooh. Uh it involved a lot of different things. Um, one of which was they did experimentation with uh, mind control using okay. LSD. Okay. And um, uh, one one of the things they did was an operation they called Midnight Climax. And this Who is doesn't like a climax at midnight. <laughs> well, you're in for a treat because this is this is not this isn't even a conspiracy. That you can these documents have been released to the public. Like okay. because of the Freedom of Information Act, and this is all fact. It's been printed that the CIA bought and operated a brothel in California, mm. and they would get prostitutes to get Johns to bring back to their rooms, and they would unknowingly uh, dose the Johns with LSD. And all the rooms had like two-way mirrors and they had CIA guys that were just watching to see what would happen. Um, and it was called Operation Midnight Climax. Besides that, they also had um, that operations in Detroit and a few other cities where they had hooked up um, aerosol sprayers on different buildings around neighborhoods where they were spraying chemicals onto the population in an attempt to subdue them like change the mood of the neighborhoods without asking anyone or telling anyone um they would do this without getting anyone's permission the government our government you know the cia is not allowed to operate inside the united states 
It is a foreign intelligence, intelligence agency. They are not supposed to conduct any kind of operations with, on U.S. soil. And this was all done on U.S. soil. Like killing JFK. Exactly. And that, I mean, I feel like you were joking when you said that, but they did. <laughs> so then, on top of all this, they also had a program. Well, well the LSD program um, was led by a guy. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. But the, the Helter Skelter guy. What was his name? Um, Helter Skelter's cross on his head. He just died in prison. They killed that. His his little family killed that actress in California in the 1960s. You know who I'm talking about? Charles Manson. Charles Manson, yeah. Charles Manson was a part of this program. He had, they were doing mind control, LSD mind control studies on him. Charles Manson. He got in trouble and got sent to prison multiple times. And then was let out of prison because, and when people were interviewed about this, the, like the sheriffs or whoever had arrested him said that somebody above their pay grade just showed up and took him away. And then they let him go free again. So then he goes into California and he gets a bunch of hippies and creates this cult kind of like commune. And then he starts using LSD and he gets them to go murder a lady. And it is believed by some that the that that part of the operation the the entire intent was to try to like demonize the hippie movement mm. so then JFK gets shot in Dallas Texas right yeah and who shot JFK uh Lee Harvey Oswald so Lee Harvey Oswald is being escorted by the police and a guy runs up and shoots him. But right before he shoots him, Lee Harvey says, I didn't do it. I'm just a patsy. And then he gets shot and killed, right? Yeah. The guy that killed him, Jack Ruby. Yes. Okay. So Jack Ruby shoots him and he goes to prison. Yeah. Right. He's in prison. He gets visited by the leader or the head of the MK Ultra program. The head of the MK Ultra program of specifically the LSD part of the program shows up to Jack Ruby's cell, takes him away, has spent some time with him. He leaves. Jack Ruby goes insane. And he's declared insane. His testimony can't be used in court or anything because some people believe that he was giving such an insanely high dose of LSD while he was in prison that it, he had a psychotic break. He lost his mind. But people who've been studying LSD for years and years and years would probably know the right amount to give somebody. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway. I can't believe that I tied JFK to this. Completely unbeknownst that you were going to full, fully tie JFK into the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also can't believe that I'm going to bring this full circle back to this bad luck red lighter. The MK bad luck red lighter. Yeah. Which is lighting my pipe just fine. Yeah. <laughs> you should get some sage and start probably, burning it in it's here. It's probably got LSD in it. No, it's probably, I don't want to say, but it's, you should get some sage. 
Start burning it. Why? Then I have some. Do I need to? I don't know. I think Jamaicans do that to get the bad spirits out. It's not just Jamaicans. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's MK. Well, that's a very, very brief synopsis I, of MK Ultra. You know, what's crazy is I actually ushered in this whole conspiracy theory. It's, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's fact. You can, can look it up. Completely unbeknownst to me, I completely ushered this in by my red lighter, all because your lighter stopped working right. That's true. You realize it's your lighter's fault. Or it's responsible for us going down that rabbit hole. But it was like it was meant to be, because we do this every episode for the most part. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it worked out. Yeah. Maybe this lighter is good luck. This lighter looks like somebody who did LSD made it. It looks like a Journey album. It does kind of look like a Journey album. They were all on LSD. I'm sure they were. <laughs> Everybody in that time frame was on LSD. <laughs> Have you looked at a Journey album cover? Of course they run LSD. Yeah. It's a heck of a drug. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're 42 minutes into the episode. Mm. It's been a productive episode so far, but one thing we haven't done is we haven't talked about this blend. But before we get into the blend, yes. I want to acknowledge that. Not on purpose, but last week we had a longer episode than Get Piped. By how, how long? By like almost 10 minutes, if I recall. Wow. Yeah. It was one of our longer episodes we've had, it's and it was one of their shorter episodes they've had. That makes sense. Yeah. This is weird that coincided like that. Yeah. It's, it's very weird that we actually, I mean, ours was just like almost two hours of nonsense. Of course. Well, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's normal. It's a given. But anyways, some people pointed that out this week and I was like, huh, who would have guessed? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, this blend. Um, we are in week two of our Pete, our uh, Elizabethan uh, comparisons or testing, I, sh- I guess we should say. And you brought us Peterson Elizabethan. I did. And last week we had Dunhill Elizabethan from 2013. Mm. And I wanted to compare the cuts. That's why I got this Dunhill out. What do you think? If you look at the cuts side by side, I feel like the Dunhill is finer. Yeah. Finer cut. Yeah, I would say that the Peterson It's a little chunkier. Much more chunkier, yeah. I don't know what it seems like there's one particular leaf that's chunkier. It's that maybe like a light Virginia. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. It's definitely different. It's a different cut. It's a much uh, more coarse cut in the new one. They are very similar in smell, though. So it's just kind of surprising to me. I think the Peterson is a little, little sweeter smelling. Uh, Dunhill's tangier. The Peterson is sweeter. Mm-hmm. Mm. They both smell tremendous, though. What year is that? Do you know? 2021. 2021. Okay, so it's got almost three years. Yeah. But it's it's almost like smelling like a dark fruit wine of some kind. Like mm, it's like a port. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of when I smell this on the nose. On the nose. On the nose. 
the nerve. Now, I've talked about this before, but my uh, garage blend for the past several years has been Acadian Perique from Mac Baron. Mm-hmm. I always just kept a jar out in my garage, and they quit making it. And I thought, well, when the when the jar that is in my garage is done, I'm going to pick a different blend to be my garage blend because I still have a little bit of Acadian Perique, but I'm not going to waste it on my lawnmower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I actually chose Peterson Elizabethan to be my garage blend. Nice. Yeah. And it is, it's just a very enjoyable blend to me. I, I genuinely dig it. Like, I feel like it's got, I think it's, I feel like it's similar to the Dunhill. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I kind of feel like the taste is close to the smell. I mean, in in the differences. Mm-hmm. I feel like this Elizabethan from Peterson is a little sweeter. Whereas the Dunhill is a little, and this might be because of the age, but it's a little more relaxed. It's a little tangier. And I feel like the flavors are melded a little bit better. Whereas I feel like the Peterson Elizabethan, I'm getting a lot more of the vegetal kind of sweetness from the Virginias. I'm not getting an excessive amount of preak. I'm about halfway through the bowl right now. Maybe a little more. I'm, all, I'm about two thirds way through. Mm. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I'm smoking out of the same pipe that I smoked last week, not the Peterson. When I I finally forsook the Peterson. Mm -hmm. Mm, Great word. Thanks. Did I use it in the right tense? You did. Yeah. I don't know if forsook was the right way to say that or not. Like that word and the word. If only we had Jennifer Garner here. (laughs) (laughs) That word and the word spat. I love being able to use those tenses for those words. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. You're smoking out of the... The Bextra. I almost said it, but I want to let you say it. Yeah, Nate King shamed me for calling it the Bing's Extra. And I think he said that I should have called it the Bextra. Yeah. No, the Bingstra. That's what he said, the Bingstra. Yeah. I don't know. Similarly, I'm smoking out of the exact same pipe as last week. This good looking pipe, man. Too bad it's a Peterson. Beautiful Peterson copper spigot. You know, nobody gave me any flack about my Peterson stance last week. I'm surprised I didn't get a nasty letter from Adam. I had to go out on a limb. I would probably say Adam hasn't listened to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going out on a limb at all. Probably a safe bet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have gotten a letter. I would have gotten like an, a strongly worded. Uh, he might have even just sent a letter. Maybe he hasn't got here yet. It might have been so strong mm. that he felt he had to write it down in blood. Mm. Because he's that passionate about Peterson's. But I got a lot of people. Uh, Mark D didn't hold. He didn't hold back, man. No, there were some people that agreed with you. Yeah, that. Uh, well, they're a gurgly lot. I don't know. This is what it is. I love them. They look great. Like, super attractive pipes. I have genuinely 
I smoke Petersons a lot. I've never had a problem. Well, I've never had more of a problem with Peterson than any other any other maker. We do have this thing that we say every episode, and it's mostly because of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's true. We normally, would say something to the effect of Nate knows absolutely nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't either. Um, no, somebody did say that. Uh, maybe it may have been Mark. I can't recall. Uh, somebody this week told us. Yeah, the newer Petersons have had some issues uh, with like the way they're drilled, stuff like that. Um, but that they should, they said that you really should try to find an older Peterson. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll give that a shot. Maybe at the pipe show, I'll be looking for it. Yeah, I'll look for a for an old style Peterson. I really want like a a super attractive bent Peterson that smokes like a freaking champ. I got one right here. That's what you say. Maybe but, I just smoke too wet. I don't know. My other, I mean, I have I have plenty of bent pipes. Yeah. Like I have that Molina, which is a, a most people would agree is an, an inferior pipe to a Peterson. Mm-hmm. That thing smokes like a dream. No gurgles from that thing. So it's not like a wet dream. It's not like a wet dream. No. I've got that Joby up there. It doesn't gurgle. I got that Nordy. It doesn't gurgle. Mm. I got that Rossi. I have some, I have a freak, that pearl white one there. That's a freaking basket briar and it doesn't gurgle. Your previously claimed favorite pipe was a bent, that uh, goblin. Yeah, it doesn't gurgle either. Yeah. That Rattray's goblin. You used to have like seven of them. I did. Or six of them. But. Yeah, I just kind of outgrew them. I don't know. They were t- too small of a bowl for me. I didn't like that they sat right on my chin. I loved them for a long time, mm-hmm. a couple years. And then, I don't know, after a while, I was just like, ah, I've moved on. I found better things in life. So I, I will know. say, I think this Peterson blend is, I'm getting way more vegetal out of this than I did the Dunhill. Are you? Like way more. I feel like I'm chewing on a piece of hay. Really? Yeah. I'm getting, now it's been a while. No, it's not been a while. <laughs> uh, let's see. I smoked another bowl of this on Tuesday when I was editing. Mm. Um, so, what, five days ago? Mm-hmm. Four or five days ago, whatever it is. So I'm trying to think back like to the last time I smoked a bowl of that versus this. I, I can tell they're the same blend. They, they seem similar. Oh, yeah. Um, I I don't know that I would sit here and pick one over the other just based off of, you know, five days difference between the two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying this enough that, like, if I could never get the Dunhill stuff again and all I could get was the Peterson, which is a real situation. Yeah, that's the case pretty much. Um, I mean, you can still find those. They're just salty as all get out. Yeah. Um. Honestly, dude, like if I was looking for an everyday vapor, this might be the way to go. It's not bad. It's, I mean, when you think about what Escudo costs, because it's not, Escudo is not a cheap blend. No. And I love Escudo, but if I was wanting an everyday tinned tobacco, you can buy this stuff on sale pretty regularly for like ten ninety nine to 10. Less. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, that was, I've, that's what I've seen. I'm sure you can. 
probably less than $10 a tin. Yeah. I've, I find it regularly for less than $10 a tin. Um, I mean, a Scudo on sale is like $16.99 a tin. Yeah, exactly. No, granted, I get they're not the, they're they're the same style in uh, types of leaf in only. Um, you know, they're different cuts, everything. But like, if I wanted an everyday vapor, this is pretty freaking good, man, and it's cheap too. What yeah. are you seeing price wise? Not on sale. It's twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Okay. Yeah. On sale, you can usually see it for like nine. Yeah. Honestly, I think I have. I want to say six or seven tens of this. I and I'm I got it on cigar bids for like six or seven dollars a ten. I think I have two or three tens of it. One of which is right there. So I for sure would buy this over the deluxe navy rolls by the same company. Yeah. Which are freaking outrageous. But the other thing is like that's why I made this my garage blend. It's such an easy smoke. It it's effortless. You don't have to think about it a whole lot because it. I mean, it's got a lot of flavor, but it doesn't have a lot of complexity. Sure, and that's what I like about it. It's easy, man. Yeah. Um, at stuff and things, uh, a YouTube channel, stuff and things, Bradley. Yeah, have you ever watched that? His his channel on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I have. I've been your good friend, Bradley. You've been the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His favorite blend is, was Dunhill Elizabeth, Elizabethan Mixture, and now it's Peterson Elizabethan Mixture. I'm interested to see how the Sutliff match goes, because so far, I feel like there was a far greater difference between Dunhill 965 and Peterson 965. Hmm. I felt like I could pick those two out and I did in a blind taste test. I picked them out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't waver in any way. It was absolutely perfect. I don't recall. I do. Um, but uh, I feel like this would be more difficult to to differentiate. Yeah, so I'm sitting here. I was like, and if I don't know, like I'm getting a lot of the same notes out of both of them. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm eager to see here in two weeks what that looks like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, what are we sipping on, Indiana Nate? Well, we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, if you're going to start, if you're starting a bourbon collection, some good bourbons, like staple, easy to find, relatively inexpensive bourbons that you go out and, and just grab it anywhere that sells alcohol, you'll be able to find it. And this one you can find at almost any bar that, you know, sells the hard stuff. Um, but we are enjoying some Maker's Mark Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, we are. I dig it, dude. It's one of those weeded bourbons, and it's the most weeded bourbons I have found. I think of all the variations of bourbons that we've tried, I feel like weeded is the smoothest freaking bourbon. Yeah. And this is no different. It's extremely smooth, sweet, sweet, easy to drink, delicious, caramely. Yeah. There's not much to say about it. It's Maker's Mark. Get you a bottle. Yeah. 
It's got the freaking cool wax on it. I've seen online recently. Apparently, you can find some bottles where the wax is like all the way down the neck onto the bottle itself. I've seen people posting. It's like, I guess, an attempt to find the most wax on a bottle is like a thing. Oh. Yeah. So whenever I go to a store now, I kind of check out the wax length and see. I actually had a friend who went to the distillery and she got to dip her own bottle and everything, which I think that might be fun sometime. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But I had an old roommate that would drink this with ginger ale. That was his go-to drink. Yeah, you told me that before we recorded, and I asked you if his name was Tyler, because I know somebody that's his favorite drink as well. No, this was Hal. Hal. That sounds like a terrible person. Uh, He was a horrible roommate. Was he? Yeah. You ever play the game Catchphrase? Uh, I don't think so. Catchphrase is, uh, it's actually a a fantastic game, especially if you're having to get together friends. It's just a little, like, circular disc digital game. And the the game itself keeps the score and you sit in a circle it's better if you have an even number of people but let's say you have six people sitting in a circle every other person is on a team so you get this little device and you pick a category it can be like entertainment food and drink around the world um different categories let's say you pick entertainment you hit start and the machine starts going like beep, 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 beep. And it'll say like uh, Brad Pitt. And I would say, okay, he was in Interview with the Empire. He played in Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was, his first movie was Thelma and Louise. And so we'd be like, oh, Brad Pitt. You say, okay. So then you pass to the next person and they hit next on the machine. Mm-hmm. And then it gives them a new name and the, the timer starts going faster. You just keep passing around the circle. Whoever's holding it when the timer stops, the other team gets a point. So you don't want to have it in your hand when the timer stops, right? It's kind of like fancy hot potato. Kind of, yeah. But Hal would go into the... He was my roommate, and he's like, hey, let's play catchphrase. So the two of us would stand in the kitchen, and we would stand in there for like three hours just drinking and playing catchphrase until like three in the morning. And I'm like, can we just go sit in the living room? And he's like, no, if we go sit down, we're going to fall asleep. We have to stay awake. I don't know why he wanted to stay awake, but uh, wouldn't let me go sit down. I mean, I could have gone and sat down and just been rude, but I just don't like to tell people no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just a lot, a lot of nights of just spending hours in the kitchen playing catchphrase. Sounds like a terrible person. With the two of us. Sounds like an awful person. And then once he'd had... Is he related to Hitler? Maybe. Maybe. I believe his last name was a German last name. Mm. But, uh... Or Austrian. But, uh... Yeah, after we after a while, like, after we had had a sufficient amount to drink, he would go in and, like, put on these musicals and show me his favorite song in the musical, and he would just, like, stand up and sing his favorite section of these different musicals, mainly Moulin Rouge. He sounds like your kind of guy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Were you 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 looking in a mirror? Did you have like an alter ego named Hal that you're watching? Because you just described yourself, dude. (laughs) 
it's like a fight club situation. I'm just in the kitchen by myself, just, <laughs> just passing this thing back and forth to myself while I drink. Uh, no. I hate you. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I just want to sit down. You can't sit down. You can't sit down. We'll just go to sleep if we sit down. <laughs> no, it was terrible. This sounds like a great, like, psychotic thriller. Like Fight Club. I wouldn't call Fight Club a psychotic thriller. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I guess. Psychotic, yes. I could see, like, um, Jack Nicholson mm. playing a part like that. Yeah, like The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. I, we should just edit that part out. We should make this movie. <laughs> you know, I didn't bring this up earlier, but I did fulfill one of my New Year's resolutions. Oh, you did. Ooh. And I'm so excited about this. So excited you almost forgot about it. Well, I didn't know when to bring it up, but I got my very first. Nate King pipe. You did. You did indeed. And I you got like the Nate King pipe. I absolutely love this thing, dude. I mean, Nate and I have been talking for a long time about this happening. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I kind of came down to what I was looking for in a pipe. Um, and I told him, I was like, you know what? Cause I, I told him this one kind of pipe that I really liked that I'd seen him make before that I genuinely, I I, th I absolutely loved it. Um, but in the end, I was like, you know what? You're Nate King. You're really well known for making princes. You're really well known for your sandblast. And you're really well known for your blue stems. So I was like, I would love a Nate King prince that's been sandblasted with a blue stem. And man, oh man. Man, oh man. I love this pipe. It's it's a looker, dude. I'd smoke it without a softy bit. <laughs> because uh softy bit won't fit on that tiny pipe. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried? As soon as I got home, I put a softy <laughs> bit. <laughs> you know, he's gonna as soon as as soon as he hears this, we're gonna get a voice message from him. <laughs> It'll be in that long chain of voice messages he sends us. Yeah. And he's going to lose his ever-loving mind when he finds out you tried to put a softy bit on that. But I didn't, and that's the important thing. But you tried to. I just wanted to see if it fit. I was just curious. Yeah. I wasn't going to leave it on there. Yeah, sure you weren't. But uh, it doesn't fit, so now I have that's, no choice. That's, that's a dainty stem, dude. Mm -hmm. You better not chomp through that. I know. That's what I'm worried about. That's why I <laughs> want a softy bit. So I'm going to do the old... Uh, the old uh, Neil Osborne method and get some bondage tape. Yeah. Okay. Wrap it up just to protect it. Just to protect it. Yeah. Because I, I literally I smoked it once and it was it was actually fantastic. Because we got to go to Nate's house. I got the pipe. I was so excited about smoking this pipe. And he gave yeah. anytime you buy a, a pipe from Nate, he'll he lets you pick out some of his tobacco if you're at a show or something. He'll let you load up your pipe with some good stuff. Yeah. He's got some really good. He's stuff. He's got some good stuff. So I got some good stuff. I loaded this pipe up at his house and I got to literally just look in his eyes while I smoked it. Yeah. You got to 
sit there and look at him, look him in the eye while you smoked his pipe, huh? Yeah, I did, and it was fantastic. Yeah, did you? Didn't you also smoke a Kevin Foster? I did not. I brought one with me because I was going to smoke smoke it, but then I ended up not. Um, but you had said that you wanted to look him in the eyes while you smoked his pipe. I did say that. Yeah, and I missed my opportunity too. You miss, well, Mule Town's not far off. That's true. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm just going to walk up to his table and just... And just stare while, while you smoke his pipe. And just stare at him in the eyes. <laughs> He'll know. He'll know. He'll know. I, I want you to do that. <laughs> Can you promise me that you'll do that? Well, he's going to listen to this, so now it's... It, but it's fine. No <laughs> words will be spoken. You'll just walk up smoking his pipe and just we'll, we'll stand see. at his table and just stare him right in the eyes while you smoke it. I'm going to have to, I'll show up with his pipe loaded and already packed and ready. I'll have lit it and everything. Just a little bit of ash on the top. Yeah. And that way, whenever I first see him, I'll be like, oh, and I'll pull his pipe out and light it up and smoke it. Don't say anything. You just got to walk up there and stand awkwardly and just stare him right in the eyes while you smoke it. I'll do it. Promise? Yeah. Okay. The whole world, like tens of people have heard this and are going to hold you to it now. We're going to be really disappointed if it doesn't happen. It'll happen. Kevin's probably going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. It'll happen. Okay. Back to that Nate King. Mm. Do they make clear bondage tape? I don't know. Or at least like somewhat clear instead of like black? Because that would be even better if you could put clear bondage tape on that. Like just a thin layer to where it's barely visible. I'll ask Neil. I'm not sure. I mean, he's a bondage tape connoisseur, Mm -hmm. so he would know all about it. Nate King was actually asking about bondage tape when we were over there. And uh, I think Stefan knew a little too much about bondage tape. <laughs> he was like telling us how it feels and all sorts of stuff. So I was happy he was there because he was agreeing with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said something about, uh, I'm pretty sure if it, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the, um, you draw blood. What's that? Um, a tourniquet. Uh, tourniquet. Yeah, like a like the rubber tourniquets they use. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's much more like like film from a VHS. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting that you would know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't shame anybody. I mean, to each their own. Stefan, you know, apparently you've got to feel a lot of bondage tape, so. It's a popular item. Yeah. <laughs> amongst pipe smokers. <laughs> Mm. well we got let's see here we got another thing from a listener a voicemail yeah and this was an interesting question so we'll listen to this and then uh, get our response for it hey this is Michael from South Carolina and I have a question for you to see if you go through this issue like I have just happened to me so it's fresh on my mind Anytime I smoke a pipe and it gets about halfway through the bowl and I set the pipe down and I do not come back to it within a reasonable amount of time, such that the ambient temperature of the tobacco in the pipe itself has reached normal ambient temperatures, so it's nice and cool again, every time I try to relight that pipe, all I taste is ash. Now, if I'm... Smoking my pipe like normal, set it down for five minutes, relight it, everything's good. Something about dropping down to standard ambient temperatures makes the tobacco taste terrible to me. So far, it doesn't matter what tobacco I choose, I have the same problem. 
I've tried dumping the ash out of my pipe, leaving the ash in there. Everything always seems to taste terrible. But I hear about guys doing this all the time, and they seem to not have an issue with it. I smoke primarily Virginia's and Virginia Bariques. Don't know if that means anything. Here's not to. But if you've had that same problem, well, that sucks for me. But if you got any sort of recommendations, I'm all ears because, man, it's terrible. All right, have a good one. Well, thanks, Michael. And first of all, if Michael didn't say he was from South Carolina, South Carolina, I was going to guess he was from either South or North Carolina. Yeah, he's, he's got that accent. Yeah, he's got a, a beautiful, beautiful Southern, Southern draw. draw. Carolina Southern draw. So I have a little bit of experience with this. Um, a lot of times if I'm going into work, because you know, I'll smoke my pipe on my way into work. Mm-hmm. And if I don't finish the pipe off, a lot of times I'll just leave it in my car and uh, finish it when I get out of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking close to eight hours. Um, seven, seven and a half, eight, something, somewhere around in that range. Is that, is that including your ping pong time and all of that? And right. Yeah. 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 Reels on Instagram. All yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I will have to say I did. We have a, a very good friend of ours that we've mentioned a million times on here. Uh, Mike Lading. He's a guy that will smoke a pipe in the evening and then he leaves it for the morning and when he wakes up in the morning, he gets a cup of coffee and he goes out and he finishes his pipe. And this is a regular thing for him. So I thought I would ask of the master what what he thought about this situation. And he he said, well, for starters, it doesn't seem to work with every blend. It seems to get better. I seem to get better results if I do it with slightly wetter to start with blends and also better when starting the next day with at least half a bowl left from the night before. He said, purely subjective, I'm sure. And then I asked, um, have you ever noticed a difference if you're smoking Englishes or aromatics or Virginias or Burleys, like which ones taste better the next day if he's ever a problem with the ash? And he said he's never really given it much thought. Um but he'll try to think about it more in the future. But I think the important thing is you don't want to get below a half a bowl. I think, I mean, if you're a little, if you're at half or a little under half, I think it's, you're probably going to be okay. But I genuinely think the main problem here is that you're, it's the Virginias. I think if it was an aromatic or an English aromatic, it's probably in my experience, it's going to taste better. He said it doesn't matter what tobacco he smokes, though. But he said he mainly smokes Virginia's and Virginia Periques. Sure. Um, so well, so we happen to be smoking a Virginia Perique right now. Yeah. And something, I don't know if you noticed this earlier, I had to take my pipe apart. I did notice that. Because my pipe had sat here probably for 20, 30 minutes without me touching it. Mm. And uh, when I tried to relight it, it got real, real wet. Like there was condensation, mm. like all the way up into the stem. I have noticed that. When I let a pipe sit and it gets to ambient temperature, all of that, you know, steam and stuff that would normally be, you know, throughout and a lot of it's ending up in your mouth when you're, you're just blowing it out, right? Yeah. But I have noticed, especially on um, like longer pipes or even bent pipes, that if I let them sit too long, I'll get a bunch of all that condensation that cools down will then condensate 
and will run down and get super wet. And on a straight pipe like this one, it ends up coming back into my mouth. Right. Um, so I get like a really sour, it's not ashy. The thing that I get when I come back to a blend is I oftentimes will get a sour taste for the first few puffs. Mm. And I usually just power through it. Um, I actually did have a situation this week where I smoked, um, in the morning, I smoked a cob with, um, what was it? Luxury Twist. And I smoked Luxury Twist and it was a tall cob. It was a poker. So it was a pretty good bowl. And I got about halfway through it and I came back to it at the end of the day after work and I lit it back up and it was pretty rough for the first minute or so. Yeah. So I can't say that it's an ash taste, but I've been there. I know when I come back to things, oftentimes after they've sat for a while, it's not so enjoyable, at least for the first minute or a few. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I usually just power through it. So you could try running a pipe cleaner through your stem before you, like if you pick it back up the next day or once it's come to room temp, um, you might even try running it through. If it's been a long period of time, you might, what I'll do sometimes is I'll suck on the end of the pipe cleaner a little bit just to get some of my saliva on there and then run it through to try to give it a little clean. Mm. Um, but I will say that for the first couple of puffs, to me, I always get kind of an ashy taste. Um, but usually after a little while, it kind of goes away and I can get the tobacco again. Yeah. If it's over a half bowl, I don't usually get ashy. If I'm getting down to the end, I'll get ash. Yeah. 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 Oftentimes, but there, I, I'm not one that can usually like smoke a pipe in the evening and then leave it and then come back the next morning. Smoke it. I've tried it a few times. It's just never been a great enjoyable smoke. Yeah. But from, from what he sounds like, from what it sounds like what he's talking about is that this is like a short duration of time where the pipe completely cools down. Yeah say 30 minutes or so. I mean, I could grab this pipe. I literally could grab the bottom of it. It was, it was cool to the touch. It's even to the point where I felt like I was safe to take my pipe apart. I took it apart and you saw the pipe cleaner. I ran through it. It was just sopping wet and had yeah that nasty tobacco juice all over it. And I picked it up that first light. It like drew like a straw, drew all that stuff back into my mouth. And I was just like, Ugh. nice. Um, so I don't know. Hope that helps, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, try pipe cleaner. Uh, make sure if you're going back to it, you have at least a half a bowl at minimum. Um, but if none of that works, then it might just be the tobacco. Um, I would, in, like I said, in my experience, I feel like aromatics or Englishes tend to be a little bit better um, coming back to them. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I could see how a tobacco that's already a soury tobacco, like a Virginia Perique is a, is kind of a sour tobacco. You get some like sour notes in there. Yeah. Um, and that, um, tanginess. I could see how you might get some, some acrid. Yeah. Taste going on there too. But I think the most important thing we could possibly say this is why would you ask us this? Cause we don't know anything. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> But we're happy you did. No, yeah. Th thank you. Uh, it helped us extend our time out for sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And also, if you're not enjoying it, just move on. There's no yeah. point in, in living life in, in, if you're not enjoying it. You I know mean, what I mean? In the grand scheme of things, tobacco is actually pretty cheap. For right now, yeah. A bowl of tobacco is not that expensive. Yeah. 
if your bowl of tobacco has become not enjoyable, just dump it out and start fresh. Like yeah. now, I mean, if you're smoking something super rare, just don't put it down. Just smoke the whole thing through and then be done with it. Yeah. But if you pick it back up and after a couple of minutes, you're trying, cause like, like you said, and like I said, sometimes at the very beginning, it can be not enjoyable, but then once you get it going again, it can pick back up and be kind of flavorful and delicious again. The other thing I would ask is, um, is it, is it potentially because that you didn't get a tight enough pack and you're actually drawing ash back through now dried out tobacco? Mm. Just, just a thought. I don't know. I've not experienced that myself, Yeah, but I could see where if your tobacco wasn't packed enough, how you might be able to draw some of that ash back through, especially as tobacco, if it's set, if it's set for any period of time, it's had time to dry out. Yeah. Um, that could be a cause too. Yeah. I don't know. Food for thought. Yeah. All good things. Nate's a scientist. He'll do some sciencey work on this and figure he'll have an answer for you. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can do this in the lab, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll just put it under the scope. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Sound. You have an analyzer, right? You can just put that stuff in the analyzer. <laughs> Not that kind of analyzer. It doesn't no. work that way? No, no. It doesn't no. just analyze anything and everything? Unfortunately, no. Like, you can't put your homework in there and be like, oh, you got this answer wrong. I think you're thinking of uh, chat GPT. Oh. A little different. Yeah. Maybe. Chat GPT is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. But my analyzers have to be liquid. So you could put tobacco juices in there. I could. Yeah. I wonder what it would do if you did that. Probably ruin the machine. <laughs> <laughs> it just shoots like lasers through the tobacco juices. Yeah. They're like, uh, there are no cells here. Oh, there's cells. Well, not blood cells. No. Oh, it's a blood analyzer. Most of them are. Mm. I mean, the chemistry analyzer. Nobody you're, cares. You're not analyzing blood cells, but Nobody cares what your stupid analyzers. You can put it to the chemistry analyzer and it can tell you how much calcium or potassium Ooh. in your juice. Dude, why haven't you done that? Again, I think it would ruin the analyzer. It's worth a try. I mean, that's the worst that could happen. You get fired. That would be pretty bad to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy ping pong. I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> no ping pong me, for you. Find me another job where I can look at memes and play ping pong all day. <laughs> and I'll try it. <laughs> I don't play ping pong, but we play Nerf at my work. I just look at your reels and your memes while I play Nerf Wars at work. Okay. Did I show you what my boss did? No. This is now in our break room. Wow. Let me touch this. It's a pegboard in our break room with 33, if I count right, Nerf guns. Dang, she's got the bows and everything. Yeah. There's some fully automatics in there. There's some little like pocket ones you can... You guys just walk around shooting each other? So it was actually my idea. I was like, you know what? You know what we need? Because sometimes conflict happens at work. It's necessary, you know? Yeah. And you just want to go shoot somebody after you've had conflict with them? So the healthiest way to do that is to use a Nerf gun. That's the way that you avoid prison. Yeah. Or return fire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm brought up. I was like, you know, I think that we all need Nerf guns. So she bought all of the management 
they have offices in the office. She bought us all Nerf guns for Christmas. So anybody on the management team, we all had Nerf guns in our offices because we're the ones that can conflict with each other, you know, different departments and so on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then it turned into guys being like, well, I want a better Nerf gun than the one you have. So guys were buying like fully auto, like submachine gun Nerf guns. One guy has a like a uh, belt fed Gatlin gun. Yeah. And I've just got like a little pump over here that shoots like it's got 20 rounds in it and you just pump, shoot, pump, shoot, pump, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, you know, we have these wars and sometimes, sometimes like hourly employees are walking through the office, picking up parts or whatever in the middle of a Nerf gun and they're just trying to avoid being shot because they don't have anything to defend themselves. She was like, we should put a Nerf wall in the break room so that they can run and grab a gun and they can join us. This is like an arsenal of it, Nerf guns. It's an arsenal of Nerf, gun, Nerf guns, yeah. This is like hundreds of dollars worth of Nerf guns. Nerf guns aren't cheap, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's quite a bit. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. She's a cool boss. Seriously, but she can't get you a ping pong no table. No ping pong table. We have a basketball, we have one of those side-by-side basketball hoop things with the nets on the side, like where you shoot baskets to try to beat the person next to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have one of those. We have a poker table. Uh, we have a bar. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Your job doesn't have a bar. That's true. I mean, we don't drink on the job, usually. We're, if we go to lunch, we're allowed to have two drinks at lunch. That's the rule. Uh, we don't have a rule for that. And usually when we go to lunch, she's buying. Yeah. So we drink what you want. Um, but then we have a bar that is like, a, we use it sometimes like, if you're going to be after work and you just like, maybe you want to just sit down and like have a um, kind of a relaxed conversation with one of your employees or something like that. You can grab a beer out of the fridge, mm. you know, pour yourself a glass of whiskey, something like that and sit in some, you know, nice leather chairs and that's pretty cool. Just chill. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. We got like a leather couch there and then the two leather chairs and then a little bar. It's nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. My boss is pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. So. I don't know. How did we get on this subject? Uh, I brought up Nerf guns. Oh, you brought up you wouldn't. You don't want to get fired because you want to play ping pong. Yeah. So you yeah. can't run the tobacco juice through the analyzer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I have been very interested in the idea of. You know, there's always this discussion amongst pipe smokers as to whether it's mold or whether it's sugar crystals. Mm, yes. You have microscopes at work. I do. And mold is has a very distinct look under a microscope. So okay. I, I have a couple of blends that have sh- what look to me to be sugar crystals on them. Gotcha. And I've been interested about taking some of those and putting them under the microscope to see. Because sugar crystals also have a very distinct look. Yeah. Under a Did that get you in trouble? Not at all, no. No? Okay. Well, then you should definitely do that. And you should bring your findings to the public. I, 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 I believe I might do that. I've It's something I've been thinking about for years. You should do that. I don't know why would, I haven't done it. That would be great content for an episode. Because you are a scientist. Ish. Ish. You hate that I call you that, don't you? I don't like it, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it, but... <laughs> why don't you like that? I just... I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't feel like I'm a scientist, you know what I mean? Uh, Even though I do scientific work. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... 
you are analyzing tests on, you know, test subjects and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what those things did to people and how it affected them. And like, I mean, that's kind of sciencey. Well, not people, but yeah. Or yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's sciencey, dude. I mean, dude, you, you were telling me stuff on, on the ride down to Nate King's the other day and I like almost fell asleep. It was boring as, <laughs> it was boring as heck. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was too sciencey for me. I'm dumb. It was way over my head. Well, I apologize. No, I, it, it was fine. It was interesting. I just didn't understand half of it. Right on. And I felt like I should have, but maybe I'm just too big of an idiot to understand it. Or I'm not that big of an idiot. It's just way over my head. You're not an idiot. Oh, well, I appreciate you telling me that because I was having some imposter, uh, imposter syndrome about you know being an intelligent person. So, Well... <laughs> There are different types of intelligence. You know what I mean? <laughs> like figuring out the hypotenuse of a triangle. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Using that Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> yeah. What did you call it? Uh, some Bruno's, Bruno's Law. law. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say I was getting confused with Bard's Law. Bard's Law. I yeah. think. Bard, Bruno. A bard named Bruno. Both have B's and R's. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to play a bard, I'd probably have the name Bruno now. Bruno's a good name. For a bard, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we talk about him, right? We don't talk about Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. I didn't think so. No. We don't talk about Bruno. Poor Bruno. Dude just lived in that hidden wall and watched his family for all those years and they always just were singing songs, but we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Like, come on, Disney. That was, whoa. I feel like this is going to miss a lot of our listeners. Come on. Who hasn't seen Encanto? Encanto slaps. I bet Mike Lading hasn't seen Encanto. Encanto slaps. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's good. My Even my kids say Encanto slaps. I trust your kids. They don't even know that lingo and they say Encanto slaps. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's just kind of dark when you think about poor Bruno in that wall for all those years with his pet rats. Yeah. And he's watching, like, dude, it got me. When Bruno's sitting, he has that little table set up there where he eats dinner with them every night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they can't see him. He's just watching through this peephole. Yeah. And they are like, like basically pretending he doesn't exist. What the heck, man? It's pretty dark. Yeah. That'll mess with a man. Like, when you start thinking about it like that, like, what is, <laughs> what was Disney doing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dark film. It's wonder, it's a wonder that dude didn't off himself. Like, that's like. Or the whole family. Or the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> I don't know. We don't talk about Bruno. Correct. Or his law. Correct. Just Pythagoras. Yeah. And Bard. And Bard. <laughs> What's Bard's law? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Did you just make that one up too? No, it's a real law. Oh, okay. Well, we should start wrapping this up, but we do have our 100th episode coming up. This is episode 98. Next episode is 99. We'll be doing Elizabethan The Match. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a week away, dude. I have it ordered. It's on its way. Yeah. Is it on its way? It better get here, dude. It should be here. Oh, man. I literally ordered it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in my car to come here. 
oh, and ordered man. it in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, crap, I only have a week. <laughs> well, hopefully, if Nate's procrastination doesn't affect it, we will be smoking match what's it? Victorian match Victorian yeah and I'll say my procrastination has never bit me in the butt before so it's never your procrastination has never yeah. bit you in the butt correct so not once ever in your entire life nope it's always been it's everything's always worked out for me okay well next week is episode 99 that's how many bottles of beer are on the wall well that's how many bottles of whiskey are on my wall close yeah yeah let's take one down and pass it around yeah we're gonna pass around Eagle Rare that's right. Next week. Yeah. The old for, 99. For episode 99. Uh, we should have picked a... I'm sure there's one up there that has 99 proof, but... Nom Creek 9. Yeah, we could have done that, but we're going to go with Eagle Rare, which is a nine-year, I think. And it's 90 proof. No, it's aged 10 years, yeah. so... It's 90 proof. Yeah. I mean... Plus, you asked if we could drink that next week, so we're going to drink it next week. Um, But yeah, episode 99 next week, Match Victorian... The following week will be 100 episodes. On the way here, I would just think about this. On the way here next week, I could get 99 bananas. No, please don't. Okay. No. Let's no. Let's just not. Let's let's say we did and didn't. <laughs> uh, I almost threw up just now thinking about 99 bananas. Same. That's gross, dude. It's so bad. It's it's awful. Yeah. Do you ever put 99 bananas or any of the other fruit ones that they have? No. Inside a watermelon? <laughs> no. A drunken water... It's like watermelon fruit cocktail. Uh, it's disgusting. Not interested in that. Anyway, uh, yeah. Episode 100, we'll be drinking uh, Blanton's. We'll be cracking a bottle with the N on it for Neanderthal. Yeah. Nate, I mean. Um, Same thing. Yeah. With that beard. Um, and then we'll be doing our Elizabethan comparison between the three after we have done all three separately. Looking forward to it. We'll be doing them side by side somehow. Yeah. Not sure the logistics of that yet. Uh, but again, reach out to us through our pipeline, the pipeline, the one and only of all the pipe podcasts, the pipeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that is 209 Mrs. Pipe, 209-677-7473. You can reach us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com. You can reach us on Instagram at pipespoorsandpals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. If you'd like to mail us a letter or whatever, or some Captain Black grape, like our friend Don did, you can do that at P.O. Box 432, Daleville, Indiana, 47334. You got anything else, buddy? No, man. It's been a good time. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, and pals. No, not. It's just buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, pals. No and. Yeah. Yeah. We are so thankful for those that have uh, have been supporting us through that. And we are going to acknowledge every single one of them that has done it on episode 100. And... Uh, just I, I had a chance to talk to Kevin about that this week and just thanked him for all of his support, Kevin Foster. Yeah. Um, and so I want to take that opportunity to episode 100 is to thank everybody that has supported us through that. Um, so it's a great idea. Yeah. You got anything else, buddy? No, I feel good, brother. Yeah, me too. Uh, again, reach out to Pipe at, uh, at 209 Mrs. Pipe 
on the pipeline and get us your intros, maybe even outro if you want. I don't know. Ask us questions. Ask us questions. Do anything you want. It doesn't have to be about, it doesn't have to be about tobacco pipe stuff. Yeah. If you have a question about life. You could ask Nate about his dolphin tattoo. Uh, Yeah. 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 Have a great night, everybody.